This is a HeadGum Podcast. Halloween is over, and so, you know, that just means that it is festivities o'clock. I don't know. Like it It's is... the most <laughs> wonderful time As for a... sales. Yes. As Brie called it, it's Christmas 1st. Yeah, she texted 1st. me like, happy Christmas 1st on November 1st, and it's like, <laughs> this dweeb, I love her. But also accurate. <laughs> but also true. Like, Thanksgiving's kind of like a pleasant feast in the middle of... Christmas. Yeah, you know, it <laughs> gives you the energy Christmas. to make it through that second leg, To Yeah. 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 That's what I love about I'm it. I'm actually. Actually? So, I'm actually. So excited for Thanksgiving. We just got three new baking trays. Oh my god. Because one of ours started to rust. <laughs> Is that normal? I got it was a- one of the first things that we purchased in Seattle. Oh yeah, Chris literally was like, Rachel, this is like... He finally got emotional over something, and it was this crusty, greased up, shitty looking pan. This is the pan that we cooked our first meal in Seattle on, aka Dino Dino Nuggets. nuggets. (laughs) It's so fucked up, because our first meal was Dino Nuggets, and cheese string. Oh yeah, you're right. We had little woodies as our first. But like meal. the first meal we cooked in our brand new kitchen. Yeah, and water it was and styrofoam. Like think about it. That's like the least kind of dinner that we would have now. Yeah, you know I mean? but we were we were doing it. We did it. Anyway. We slept on the floor. It was all the apple hum- apple humble beginnings. Whoa, who are know. you? Who is she? Um, but so anyway. yeah, it's a holiday time, and so we talked about last year that we were going to do a gift exchange but then it didn't happen because i was unemployed and i didn't really feel like setting it all up to be honest (laughs) yeah it was a lot and he was busy so now there's no excuses and we're doing the gift exchange we are and we are going to get all into the details but first i guess we should tell you that this is coffee with rachel yeah i'm rachel (laughs) i'm chris and wow Coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> it's pretty good. So why don't you explain what deliciousness we are? Let me take a nice today. sip. I can't get the nice sip now that I'm using a stainless steel straw. I'm trying to cut back on like the yellowing of my teeth with the straw. If you were wondering, no, I figured. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But then I still put the straw like not behind my teeth at times. Yeah. And I'm like, this is dumb. I'm just you're just extra. funneling it right to the front. It also has a lot to do with when I'm wearing a sheet mask. Yeah. And, like, how many times have any of you guys out there, you dunk the, like, little over-your-lip flap into your coffee, and then you're like, Mao, I taste floral coffee fragrance yeah. serum in my mouth. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, anyway, this coffee is delicious, and it is from Matt and Kelsey, who we gave a anniversary shout-out, I believe it was. Yes. I don't know what episode it was. I couldn't tell you, but it was a little while ago. But Matt orchestrated the whole shebang because Kelsey listened to our show, and if you guys are listening to this now, yo, what's up? How you doing? And so we gave them a shout-out so that we could surprise her, and now they gave us coffee. So <laughs> we are drinking this. It's Leap Roasters. So that's, you know, taking a leap of faith here with this roast. <laughs> And There's a whole label on the other side. Yeah, it's the Red Cup Square House Blend. So there you go. Some math. It's a house blend. I typically like the house blend, which is weird because everybody has a unique house blend. Crazy. I know. The world of coffee is so weird. It's very nuanced. <laughs> we haven't used the nuance in the 
workplace. I don't know what, what? I'm saying. I just feel like I haven't used that word because we did at one point really uh, kill it. Yeah, we moved on to lit from there. As the whole lit world needs did. to. Yeah, now lit needs to die. I'm still saying it though. I can't help it. Also, the like just calling everything a she. It needs to stop, but... <laughs> yeah, everything, you know, we need some new weirdness. We need some new snappy lingo to catch <laughs> up with you youngins. But Bencho is timeless. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, coffee fact. Yes, please. Uh, the name Cappuccino comes from the color of the drink's resemblance to the Capuchin monks. Interesting. Yes. All right. So, that there you go. I thought it was going to have something to do with the foam. <laughs> some weird really italian like, or like latin word for foam like. yeah because man we spent a lot of time on cappuccinos at starbucks and honestly <laughs> you don't make that many of them like i feel like cappuccino is kind of like an old person drink but i still get them because i know as like a former barista that they are pretty good mm-hmm. but it's when you're just like i really want a little bit of coffee and a lot of foam i feel like people just go for lattes or just an espresso shot like yeah or like oh my god cold brew is just like the thing i don't know if that's like a west coast thing so i feel like i heard more and more about cold brew as i moved out here and now like the bigger chains are picking yeah, it up too i mean we lived in like the bitter northeast where it got like really fucking cold. it was folgers and that yeah. was all <laughs> honestly though i grew up on folgers incestual folgers oh uh, God bless. <laughs> but really, I mean, that can was iconic. And how many times did you sniff that little Tupperware? <laughs> you know? Oh, every day of the week. <laughs> Nothing like flipping that rubbery lid right off <laughs> and smelling that robust Folgers. <laughs> this uh, podcast is actually not sponsored. <laughs> Yo, I would take a sponsorship. I know it's watered down, but like, I take it. Come on, Folgers. I mean, to be honest, it's not that bad. It's like, literally any coffee brand could honestly yeah. advertise on the we're, show. We're here. Just let us know. We got sex toy ads for the coffee show. We got it. It's fine. <laughs> so let's talk about the gift exchange a little bit. Yeah. So we've already had like hundreds of people sign up for this, which is super exciting. Yeah. Like we haven't even talked about it here yet. And there's already so many of you benches signing up. So we're doing basically a secret Santa all of the information is on our website, which is coffeewithcrachel.net. It's also on the Reddit page. There's like a whole sticky thread for that. So all the information, because we're not going to like sit here and fucking tell you all the little things about it, but there's a whole information list on all of those places. Yeah, you can and also just go to coffeewithcrachel.net and we have a gift exchange page there, which is actually where you enter. Yeah. So I'll just tell you though that the deadline to enter it is... Midnight Pacific Time on November 11th. Yes. So you've got a couple weeks, you know, do your voting, Americans. Yeah. And then celebrate by joining the uh, gift exchange. And I have been getting a lot of questions from people asking if there's like a maximum price. And we did. We set it at $20 for the gift. I know shipping is not really included in that because it's really going to depend on where you're going to be shipping it from. And there's all, we've hopefully been able to, like, get the contact form that we're st- having people fill out. Like, I think it has enough information that, like, this will work really well. Yeah, so, there's a place for, you know, any allergies or preferences or things that you don't want to see show up. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't want to ship internationally, that's okay, too. Yeah, if you're like, I'm not trying to spend a lot of money on shipping, then we'll try to pair people up that want to ship it from the same country, etc. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, we hope everybody enjoys it. We'll be also doing it, so you'll... You'll get it, you know, someone will get matched up with me and someone will get Chris. Yep. 
So and that's fun. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what I get as a gift in exchange too. I know. It's exciting. It'll be really fun. I hope you guys like share it. We should make like a hashtag or something for it so that people can share like as they're getting packages. Um, I, we will definitely have a thread on our Reddit for like sharing what you got. Yeah, so that's going to be really fun. Um, hopefully everything goes really well. This is our first one, so I'm a, I'm expecting some hiccups, you know? Yeah. But I want to keep, like, building these, like, community events, if you will. Definitely. And hopefully make this, like, seamless as hell as years <laughs> go on. Because this could be, like, maybe a fun tradition that we do every holiday. where we Because I've That's never That's why I been... called it the first annual. Because I hope that there's more to come. Oh. Oh! That's cute. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I've never been involved in, like, a secret Santa that's been legit before. Yeah, me neither. You do, like, the, uh... Maybe, like, a school. We did Pollyanna. Yeah. Pollyanna. <laughs> if you know what that is, you were in Eastern PA. Wait, was I in Eastern PA? <laughs> yes. Thank God! <laughs> Honestly, PA is just one envelope-shaped state, and no one knows where the fuck they are. <laughs> like, you I don't know my ass between Philadelphia or Scranton, honestly. Like... <laughs> Scranton. 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 I love saying that. That and Trenton. It was Trenton, New Jersey, and Scranton. Susquehanna. Susquehanna. Fantastic. Yes. Anyway. So uh, we got a topic of talking about all things LGBT+, plus, you know? Yes. But before we get into that, we have just like a couple, you know, stupid little things that we wanted to talk about. Things before I like went on an entire like LGBTQ like conversation on Twitter and decided to make this whole episode about that. (laughs) So sorry about that if you weren't interested in that this week. Next week's episode is all about climate change, so get ready for that. (laughs) Literally though. It is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, we tried to get a chair from West Elm. We might have talked about that before. (laughs) We were like, yo, like this chairs on sale and you know we have a little bit of money right now let's actually get a chair from west elm and i literally get wet over this chair like monthly i go to west elm i look at it i'm like damn that's a chair and then i leave (laughs) the universe was like we know you just made a decision that you shouldn't have done so we're just gonna cancel this order for you basically yeah like (laughs) they were like yeah it's gonna take like four weeks and all right now i have already heard that west elm has like terrible customer service and I figured that because we were doing something, we we're picking it up at a store, we yeah. would have different... Because most of the people that I knew that had issues, like, they were having shipping problems. Yeah, which so, if you look near West Elm, you know, get it shipped to the store because you don't have to pay shipping fees. Yeah, literally never try to get stuff shipped from them unless you have to. And honestly, at that point, like, shop anywhere else. It's, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous it's how expensive much. it is. White glove service. Like, that just sounds fucked up. Like, I don't want any of your gloves near me. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Do they actually even wear gloves? Probably not. That's probably like code for like we just pick it up yeah. and move it. I've <laughs> never had pick someone it up like more place. gingerly. <laughs> Imagine being bougie and like having people place furniture in your apartment. Like what? <laughs> do people do that? Oh my god, that's crazy to me. Anyway, so they were. Like, it's been like four weeks now since we were. And I decided <laughs> to call them, and they were just like, "Oh yes, yeah, so." Uh, we placed more orders than we had actually chairs, so we had to cancel some, and we've been trying to find yours in store, but we can't really find it. But they didn't fucking call me. They before. didn't tell you, and they already cashed it. Yeah, like, they charged me as soon as I placed the order, which, I mean, I know some places do that, and it was fine, but, like, they could have called me. Been like, we can't find it, here's your expensive money back. <laughs> it, like, I, did I just happen to call when they found out like there's no way they, the funny, they've known they were like yeah we looked at like five stores we ordered this on october 10th it took them like a month to look at five to call five stores i guess or yeah. whatever and i was just like okay 
So <sighs> we got our money back, and now I'm like, you know what? That's good, because now I can get, like, some fall clothes. Yeah. They did give us a 30% off coupon that does not expire for the trouble. Oh, I mean, that's pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, but Maybe I'll it get still fucking something. sucked. <laughs> but I feel like at that point, I'm literally never going to do anything online again. I'm straight up going to go to that store and just pick something out there and never yeah. deal with that, any of I this. definitely want to use it on a piece of furniture, maybe a coffee table. But yeah, because we do need a coffee table. Please. A coffee table. Coffee table. So, yeah, that's uh, something that happened. Also, really uh, Johnny Depp, he's going to be oh. in the Fantastic Beasts sequel. and He is a let fantastic me, beast. Let me just tell <laughs> <Sorry>. you... <laughs> That, like, I really hope that he's just, like, a villain for that movie alone and then dies at the end of it. Because I don't want him here. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nice way of putting it. Like, so not even if you're getting into the abuse allegations, which we should be getting into. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, having a campy-ass actor like that in the Harry Potter franchise really just wasn't going to toot they my They really should have done a Force Awakens type thing where they picked, besides the people that needed to come back because they were in it, like, they just did all new people that have barely had any roles in anything. Like, Eddie Redman is not too played out yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have been, like, Andrew Garfield, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't even like Johnny Depp's acting in yeah, general. So, like... I'm just not excited for this. I was still confused why Colin Farrell was in the first one that's coming out. He looks like he's a villain, though, and so he's probably not going to be there longer after that. Yeah, because they've confirmed that, like, Eddie Redman is obviously going to be flying around. Duh. Duh. But, like, they haven't, I don't know. Like, if Johnny Depp was, like, young Dumbledore or, like, Grindelwald, I would die. How mad would you be? Everybody would be so upset. I know. There's no way that he's young Dumbledore. No way. Because that's what I thought when I read the article. I was like, if he's Grindelwald, this whole franchise is going to the fans. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. The shit's in it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You fucked that up. I did. Oh, shit. But it's just not my cup of tea. Definitely And that's the tea on that. (laughs) And then the last thing is that we were watching Sling the other night. We yes. were watching some good classic House Hunters because why not? It's like we had been, we hadn't had a Sling account for like a few months. Yeah. And it was just nice to just ease right back into like turnkey language. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so we were watching it and when you watch previous episodes, like they just randomly now put ads. They're like on demand though. Yeah, they're on demand. So like you just, they just put random ads wherever the, they feel like it, even though it's not like an ad break in the show. So like they were walking through a house and they were looking at a shower and they were like, oh man, this shower head is way too low. Immediately chopped right there. Like those YouTube midstream ads that like yeah. really obnoxious creators put in intentionally. By the way, you know they choose that, right? Just letting you all know. Mm-hmm. Just letting them know. <laughs> <laughs> but like they just chopped right there and then it went to two ads for shower heads. Like they're trying- yeah. Which, like, okay, let's be real. I do want to fuck one of their sinks. Like, they, they have fantastic stuff. <laughs> but, like, it was. It was up. It, they just cut right there because they're like, we're going to brainwash you into thinking that you need to have a new shower head and you're going to go buy this one. Yeah. It was really fucked up. And at the end, when they were like, so, like, 
you know what house? I think I like the... And then it immediately cut into like a three-minute commercial. And I was like, this is fucked up. Because it's like when you watch on demand, you're not supposed to have commercials. And now they're burning them in to the actual programming. I guess some shows on different networks do it like when there would actually be commercial breaks. And then on HGTV, they're just... Splicing and dicing. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're over just there. throwing it wherever they damn. They're like, we're gonna splice everything up, and Property Brothers gets eight shows. Like, <laughs> that's Home and Garden Television. It's just the Property Brothers it, channel, it, it and took, plus twenty flip shows. Oh my god, we were on Sling, and you can. There's like a section of HGTV or any of the channels, and you can just like look through and just see all the different shows, and it'll have all the episodes there. And it was like different. Shows, but at least flip or flop, masters of flip, <laughs> flip clean, like, like flip cleanse, flip cup. Know. You know, like, <laughs> I swear to God, there were at least six shows that had the word flip in the title, and I flipped. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, more like flop. <laughs> but also, yeah, I'm more of a flop. Like, are you? Wait, that's a great question. Are you a flip or a flop? I am, I feel like you're a flip. Am I a flip? Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely a flop. <laughs> like, there is no question. Now, Squeezy, a flip, but also with a slight flop. Lila, Lila straight floppy. flop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hope you enjoyed that segment. That analyzation. <laughs> I don't know. If you're, like, a new person to the show, this is, like, a weird episode. Hey, hey, how you doing? In, but, hey, what's up? Um, but, anyway, let's just... Yeah, let's just fucking dive into the meat and potatoes of this discussion. <laughs> what are we going to start saying now? Like, the tofu and the taters still. Yeah, you can still say potatoes. <laughs> no, but what if we what if we were allergic to potatoes? Yo, honestly, I'd I can't so think of a worse it. hell to be involved in. <laughs> Is that like something that could happen? I feel like that would happen if Donald Trump became that president. That would have really sucked for uh, Matt Damon, you know, being stuck on that planet with all those potatoes. Oh my god, allergic. yeah. Can you imagine? Would you eat through your allergy if you were on Mars and it was the only way you could live? <laughs> Because apparently this is just like, you know... We're tackling the real questions here right now. (laughs) But like, honestly, I probably would. Yo, if I were on Mars and all I had was cheese and I was going to be like cramps for days, I'd still eat the cheese. Yeah. You know, your body would eventually be like, I guess I can do this. But like, I know that like Mars is made of cheese and the moon's actually made of like nutritional yeast, right? Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's different. Let's go to the moon. Um, let's not. Anyway. So, I was on Twitter the other day. You can follow me at Rachel Whitehurst if you want to. Um, I understand if you don't. Um, (laughs) so we're there and I decided to do one of those polls because then I like remember that those exist and It's always fun when you remember that they're there. Yeah, because they're useful, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I just usually do them. I like, I'm that person that's like, if I see a poll, I'm like, I'll do a poll. And it's like, yeah, stop. (laughs) So I did a poll because I was just talking or thinking about bisexuality because I was talking to one of my friends who's also bisexual. And I was like, oh, I should do a poll that's like, how many of you guys are bisexual? And then it just got like this whole conversation started. And we were just talking about sexuality and gender and all sorts of things. And I was like, wow, this would make a good podcast because my Twitter mentions are surprisingly awesome. Like, I really love the people that follow me on Twitter. I'm just saying. You're well, honestly, all great. community on like most, like all the platforms. Literally honestly, all of them. Yeah, you guys are all great. Fantastic. Honestly. We love it. But yeah. so we were just talking about, I was like, this would make a good podcast. So I asked you guys to send in some questions and that'll probably just guide the conversation just because. 
I'm sure you guys have asked it all. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of replies here. So yeah, definitely. I just want to hop right in. Why don't you do that? So this is obviously coming, like anything that I'm answering, it's coming from the experience of a cisgendered woman who is bisexual and also dating a cisgendered man. So like, yeah. And, and you're I straight. Mean, yeah, my info is cisgendered straight white <laughs> male. Hey, here I am. <laughs> he chokes it out. <laughs> it's fine. Just live your truth. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, the first question is, did you feel like you needed to have a sexual experience with a woman to validate your sexuality? And, like, what sucks about it is, yeah. Um, I think that that's something that happens probably, like, it's not probably not just, like, a bisexual thing that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure that happens in, like, a lot of people's lives that are falling on the LGBT spectrum. Um, but, yeah, it's something that, like, I almost didn't take my feelings seriously until I was, like, wow, I'm comfortable enough to make it to that level. And that's so fucked up because now I see so many of you guys even just that are so much younger than me, you know, in your early teens, you've never dated anyone, you've never been with anyone, and you like know so solidly your sexuality. And I think that is fucking incredible. I'm glad that like, you know, as time goes on, we're, like people are making it more and more comfortable for like New, and, young and, and groups educated, of like being educated on all these things. Thank you, internet. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the things that happens on the internet. Yeah. Knowledge <laughs> sometimes. I think you know to be contrasting to that. Like I, I would say, like I've never felt like I had to have any sexual interaction with a woman before I like was confirmed in being straight. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's weird, right? It, it is really weird because. You know, we shouldn't be making the assumption of anybody of their sexuality until, you know, they can decide for themselves what it is. And so, like, but just the way that society works, that, like, you know, that probably lends a huge hand into why I never felt like I ever needed to have a sexual encounter before I was 100% like, I am straight, you know? Exactly. And I feel like, like, I think that's so weird just because, like, I always knew that there was, like, something off about my sexuality because I was never fucking convinced that I was straight and I never called myself straight Mm -hmm. and I never like online you know I feel like like when we were just getting into like social media and the internet I feel like it was so prevalent to put your sexuality in your bio like yeah and I feel like it still kind of is like I know I had my sexuality like on my Tumblr and everything like that. I mean, I never did. Like, now as I'm bi. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, before that, I never felt comfortable because I was, like, the word straight, it, like, I, I, I knew what it meant, and I was, like, but I'm, I have all of these instances where I'm feeling like that's a conflict. Yeah. See, and it's so wild because I just never thought of even putting that there because I never was questioning. You never like, thought that anyone would assume anything else. Yeah. And that you had nothing to fucking prove, which is cool, yeah. but, you know, that's your life and that's your privilege. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's honestly, like, it shouldn't be that way, but, like, that just... It should be that way for everyone. Everyone should just be, like, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's... Yeah. But <sighs> sexuality is just so strange, I feel, and I... I just think that, like, I always knew that there was something to be questioning, and I was always denying everything, and Mm -hmm. then it didn't, 
get until a point where I just, I guess I was like maybe 15 or 16 where I feel like I was really starting to be like, okay, it's not going away at this point. It's only getting worse. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't ignore it anymore. And I was with, you know, I was in drama and choir and those are always really LGBTQ friendly spaces, I feel. And Mm -hmm. I was just surrounded by all these people that were out and it was really cool and I just was always like yeah this is a great place to be and then I just slowly but surely started like coming out slowly I would just be like at the time I was really uncomfortable saying bisexual because of all of the fucking Stigma. internalized biphobia I had about yeah. it because yeah like you know media fucking you watch any tv show or a movie and it's just like telling you that bisexuals are all these like vapid insane sex maniacs that can't be in committed relationships and will ruin your lives <laughs> and it's like part of it's edgy and cute no I'm just kidding it's not at all it's just fucked up and so you're like you know you're hearing of people that you know that are like oh I came out as bi but now I'm gay and like nobody believes that anyone can actually be bisexual it's always like on the road to coming out as a you know an actual gay and it's like you're just like a half fake gay in the middle here and it's just there's so much negativity and then one day I was just like it didn't honestly it took me until I was what like 20 maybe 21 when I was like you know what I'm actually down to be part of this community yeah yeah I feel this and I feel connected to that word and every time I would like hear the word bisexual like you know Megan Fox for example I just always remembered because she was like one of the first celebrities that I remember coming out as bi yeah and she just and I know she's got weird views about bisexuality so I'm not even thinking about that I'm just thinking like hearing that word I was like damn, like, that's me, right? Like, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because the feelings are there, but I don't want to say anything because <laughs> my family wants me to be straight. Yeah. So, and I don't even think my family had any... I was really good at hiding it. I don't think they had any fucking idea, and I knew it would be, like, their hell if I <laughs> was anything other than straight. And so I just clammed the fuck up. But honestly, there were moments where I'm like, you were How in did you not drama. Know? I mean, that's a Only bigger... hung with lesbians. Yeah. Like, literally, my entire friend group was <laughs> lesbians. And it wasn't even quite... Or pansexual people, too. I was really blessed. Like, the people that I surrounded myself with in high school, like, a lot of them were out as, like, pansexual, gay, lesbian. And it was so cool because I was hearing these words, and I just was like, I know that I'm, like, in there somewhere, but I'm just afraid. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was really lucky, especially, like, where I grew up, you know? Mm-hmm. I found that tribe of people, though. <laughs> it's just wild. Like, I find it fascinating hearing about people's experiences of all different genders and sexualities of them, like, realizing what they really are just because I've never had these thoughts and feelings before. So, like, it's just, like, it's in- it's interesting to me because it's something that I've never felt before. And so I I love that all of this stuff is... You know, coming out and being more public now, more people are sharing their stories just because it's like it's making me more educated mm-hmm. and like educating me on something that, you know, as far as I know, I'm never going to experience. And so it's just yeah. it's crazy just to know about so many other people and how so many different people's lives and thoughts work. Did you ever feel connected to the LGBT community just because of your dad? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, like I said before, I didn't usually specify that to my friends or anything. My close friends knew. Yeah. But, like, I just didn't know how people were going. Yeah. I didn't know what people were going to take in. So, it's I mean, understandable. 
I mean, nobody was coming up and being like, so what sexuality is your dad? Like, nobody's asking me that. But also, like, I I don't know. I did feel connected in that way. Because Uh, you knew that, like, you could... Because there's always that thought that, like, gay people cannot raise children and shit. And, like... It turned out pretty okay. Yeah, I would say so. And And I think that's always really fucked up. For a time in there, uh, my dads were going to a gay church as well. Yeah. And so that was just a really cool experience. I was hanging out with a lot of people within the community there as well. A lot of older people that were in the community. I follow a lot of faithful LGBT people. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, you know, I, that's not something that I feel, you know, personally. Yeah. But, like, I just love that it just goes to show you, like, how different faith can be for different people. Yeah. And how it's supposed to be really for everyone and it's just supposed to be a positive thing. Yeah. Like, it might not be something I do, but I think it can be a great thing for many people Mm -hmm. that find, like, solace in it. And it sucks that, like, it gets ruined by camo wearing beef jerkies <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's what i just call like that group i guess i don't know at the church there was like there were people like of the lgbt community and there was also straight people there and like i think that those people are the true believers of the faith if they can all just come together and you know celebrate the religion and yeah. love unconditionally as i think jesus would probably would be into that i <laughs> yeah. would say I don't know him personally, but I have heard rumblings. <laughs> All right. So that was the first question. That was the first question. Damn, where are we? We're like halfway through this shit. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. So basically, <laughs> I found this varies from person to person, but what's the difference between bi and pansexual to you? So this is always like a debate. This also answers, I want to answer the question of like, do you think that bisexuality like enforces the gender binary? Yeah. Because I do not believe in the gender binary either. Like I believe that like we exist on a spectrum and I believe all of the people that say that they are non-binary or any other gender in between, they are valid that it's their experience. I don't fucking know shit about anything. I've never had to question my gender and that's something that I have privilege about. And so why would I... Like, have a fucking thought about anyone's experience like that if I've never been there, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm, I'm definitely... I definitely know less about the gender spectrum than I do the sexuality spectrum. Yeah. And I feel like we're all getting... It's becoming more public, and there's a lot more attention on this topic right now. Like, yeah. non-binary is not even a word that I knew existed maybe five or so years ago maybe yeah so i mean not uh, in terms of gender like i knew that was a word yeah, you yeah, know yeah, for yeah, other yeah. things <laughs> <laughs> what's the word non-binary like i don't know that isn't that like a like math it? term too i don't who fucking, the fuck who knows? cares math is a whole mystery that's something we can't make a whole show about <laughs> but anyway the whole question here is supposed to be about bi and pan so for me the way i look at it and the way a lot of bisexual people like to look at it is bisexuality is the attraction to same and different genders. So that can apply to people that are like a, for example, like because I'm a woman, like so that's men for me or non-binary people or trans men or any thing of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I personally don't believe that it's enforcing the gender binary because that's the way that I look at it and that's the way a lot of people look at it. And you might think like, okay, well then why don't you just call yourself pansexual because that's supposed to be, pansexual is just supposed to be loving whoever you love regardless of any gender indication you know what i mean and i just think like so the way i see it is like if i find myself like attracted to a trans woman i view her as a woman because that is how she identifies so that's just the way i see it 
Um, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I guess probably if you really boil it down, I'm probably pansexual. But I just have really felt, like, the most comfort in the bisexual label. And I don't know. I guess that's just, like, a matter of preference. Yeah. I don't really think there's a real reason for it. I think it's just, right now, this community is, with all of the, like, knowledge and education that's going on right now, in a way, people with the community is building its own vernacular. Like, it's yeah. all language and trying to figure out what means what and what terms should be used for what. And while it can start debates, it's, you know, this is the way these things get started. And everybody, like, agrees on terms and whatnot. And so I think that, like, not too long ago, like, I didn't even know what, I didn't even know pansexual existed. Like, I knew of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. I didn't know about pansexual. That's basically, I heard of LGBT. That's it. That's all I knew of. Yeah. And so... You know, in a way, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are identifying as bisexual that feel the same way as you, is that if you boil down the way, they probably could be under the term pansexual, but it's just... Yeah, bisexual is basically supposed to be like an umbrella term for those sexualities that are more, you know, fuzzy. Yeah, and... Because there's a lot of, I guess, like, there's a lot of blurred lines there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, when you're going through, like, the stage of trying to identify who you are, and then, like, you settle on bisexual, you know, and then for years, that's what you are, you've honed in on, and it's not meant to, like, slight anybody or, like, say that anything else is wrong, like... I really hope that people don't think that, like, because I'm bisexual that I believe that the gender binary is just two genders, because that's not what I believe. So I I don't, I want to, like reinforce that because I think that a lot of bisexual people feel the same way as me. That's what I see talked about in the community online is like Mm -hmm. that we're not saying that at all. And like, honestly, I wouldn't be uncomfortable if someone referred to me as pansexual. I just, you know, prefer the bisexual label. But language is such a weird thing. It's so complicated. And so I think there's a long way to go. And I don't think anybody's ever going to, like, you know, agree on everything 100%. There's many divisive terms in, like, most communities anyway, you know? But, like, we were getting into an interesting conversation on Twitter about this because a lot of the people that were tweeting me, they were saying that they identified as pansexual. However, they felt comfortable in certain situations just saying bisexual because it's more heard of at least i guess because yeah, i mean I can't now think at of this a t- point i feel like pansexual is really up there too but i can't think of a media where a character has been referred to as pansexual and in a positive way yeah i mean you barely see bisexual in a positive way so like, yeah you know i know if anybody has any other like examples i mean i've i know that um crazy ex-girlfriend is something that we need to watch because that's got like really great bi characters yeah um but if anybody has any for like the bi community pansexual community etc like hit us up because i'd love to like you know see positive representation yeah um but yeah so i just thought that was really interesting because i i mean i i i say that i'm bisexual but yeah it's it's interesting the way that we use different labels around certain people like we were talking about using the word gay when you're talking about, like, a feeling like, say, I'm watching Mad Men and I'm like, oh, my God, Betty, I'm so gay right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that vibe. And so, like, a lot of the people in, like, the lesbian and gay community, they don't, they don't really like when people that are bisexual or pansexual say that 
even though gay for a really long time has been more of like an umbrella term too it's like an identity but then it's also like encompassing all lgbt rights because for so long everybody just said gay rights and now i feel like that's changing i feel like you hear more people saying at least lgbt you know not lgbtq plus like that's what i try to go for but you know in the media you hear lgbt rights which i think is in a step in the right direction because it's inclusive you know what i mean that's what i want um but I don't think there's also anything inherently wrong with you saying, like, oh, man, I'm so gay for Betty right now or whatever. I think I did get a really interesting tweet about that. They were like, do you find that you saying something like that as a bisexual was almost like a little bit of bi-visibility? And I thought it was a really interesting point because I had never thought of it like that before. Yeah. And I I guess the reason for that is because, like, when I'm talking about, like, men that I'd, you know, be attracted to, I was about to just be like, men that I'd fuck because I was thinking of John Hamm. (laughs) Because we're talking about mad men. So that's a show. Oh, you weren't talking about Pete Campbell? (laughs) fuck Pete Campbell. Not great, Bob. Um... Just watch that, especially if you're bi. That is the show for you to watch. So many (laughs) many beautiful beautiful people. people. Uh, But anyway, like, that's a show where you're like, yeah, she's bi watching that. But, like, when I'm thinking about a man that I'm attracted to, I never, like, think, like, I I don't know what it is, but it's, like, when I'm thinking about women, because that's, like, same to me, that's when I feel like those are, like, more queer feelings, and I don't feel like my feelings towards men are queer inherently. But... So that's why I use more, you know, gay or queer terms when I'm talking about women. Is that, does that make sense to people? Like technically, if we're going to be technical, that all of your feelings should be queer feelings. Because you just as a whole, all of your feelings are all queer because you are bi. You're not half and half or anything like that. That's just some like internalized shit. Yeah, that is really... So I'm just being open and honest about it. And I don't know if anybody else has a shared experience. And I don't know what's fucking right or wrong. I'm just, I mean, I'm only now, how long have I been out, bitch? Like, what, two years? Dude, be two years in this coming January. Yeah. So, and that's publicly to the internet. And, like, to college, I came out pretty much, like, in college when I was, like, 21. So, like, honestly, very few years. I'm 24 now. I'll be 25. Who cares? (laughs) Either way, it's been not a long time that I've been, like, publicly saying it. So I'm still kind of, like, learning how to, like get the vernacular for what I'm experiencing because for fucking like what 15 16 years of my life I was being like repress deny it's not there you are quote unquote normal I don't want to be normal I don't know what that means who is normal (laughs) not definitely not me I'm a flop normal whoever asked that question that was a great question because I never thought about that before it's really interesting Cause like it's like I I love that our conversations are always really like just constructive and like devil's advocate without being like no one's just like dragging me for nobody's feeling a certain tipping way. fedoras or anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nice. Okay, so how do, do you still deal with internalized homophobia in your day to day life from family, friends, or others when you were younger? Like, I guess at times, um, I. God, it's like, it's something that like, I don't want to admit, you know what I mean? (laughs) But like, it's true because there's so so many things that have been said about my sexuality to me. And sometimes I will let them in. And just for a moment, I feel like, oh man, like I, you know, for example, 
I don't feel comfortable in a lot of LGBTQ spaces because I feel like I'm not welcome. And that is something that I really want to work on because I know that there are amazing people in that community that are super welcoming. I just need to feel more comfortable because it is a thing in the LGBT community to be, you know, there are a lot of lesbian and then gays that just are really not into bisexuals. And it's like upsetting to say that. And I've had that experience in my own life. And of course, I've met people that are totally not like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more. But like it's just I've actually experienced the majority of the biphobia in the LGBT community. Wild. Out of, like, I I mean, yeah. And that that's just, like, sad because, you know, that's where you're looking for, like, more community and, like, kinship and everything like that. And, like, mm-hmm. our experiences are different, but they're not, like, I don't know. Like, we all have dealt with feeling invalidated for our sexuality and we've all felt, like, feared for our sexual. Like, I literally felt like... I definitely would have never came out while I was still living at home. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like I literally lost my whole family over this. You know what I mean? Like, I know many lesbian and gays that have also felt that way or have had that experience. So you want that community. And so that's something that I want to work on because I know that it's out there and I'm just shy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just because that's been my experience. And, like, you see these, like you know statistics and it'll be like people quizzing like lesbians or gay men and they'll be like hey like would you date a bisexual and it's like 70 percent are like nah (laughs) and it's it's not fun to hear and then you see it on glee they're like haha just we all know what glee did we all know what they (laughs) did like literally i've never oh like the worst thing i've ever seen in media for bisexuality it's honestly surprising that it came from there it's not though (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think that's just like something that like once you're when you're told from like a lot of people that like your sexuality is like either not real or stupid or it makes you fucking disgusting sometimes you're going to internalize that and you know it'll take a long time to move past that you can't just erase yeah years and years and years of hearing one thing just to like just as soon as you come out you get to wipe it clean yeah like i still deal with it but it's definitely not as bad as like when i was still like not even saying what i was you know what i mean now i'm like fuck it i want you all to fucking know how i feel (laughs) bitch okay do you ever feel insecure about your bias? Like, if you find a guy attractive, you think maybe I'm straight and vice versa. Yo, this is actually something I would love to talk about. Because I actually have, like, the opposite thing. There was a lot of time in my life where I thought I was just a lesbian. And I was super closeted. And I just thought because, like, the fact that I had feelings for women at all meant that, like... I was definitely just, like, not straight, and I didn't really know what bisexual was, or if any of it was, like, real, you know what I mean? Mm Because you're hearing that it's not. And, like, I thought that, like, oh, what if, like, my attraction to men is just because, like, that's what it's expected of me? But then I was like, but wait, no, I actually, like, do want to kiss them and date them. Like, I'm just confused, but I also want to date her. Like, what's (laughs) happening? And so I was very confused when I was younger. And I thought, like, oh, my God, I guess I'm going to have to tell my parents I'm a lesbian and they're going to hate me. And then, like, as I got older, I was like, well, wait, like, that's not even true because then there's all of these examples of things. And I was just a fucking mess, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, this is before the time that you could educate yourself really well. It was based off of what the schools decided they wanted to teach. Yeah, and this was before, like, I was dating also. Yeah. I was just having, like, all of these, like, you know, 
I'm like a tween and I'm having all of these feelings and doing all of these things and I'm like, wait, none of this is adding up to what I thought I was or what I could be because I didn't even know bisexual was a thing. Yep. And then once I got into high school, I started to meet people that were like me. And then I was like, oh, so this is just normal. I mean, I still had a lot of hatred for myself about it. But I was like, at least I can explore this now and feel like I'm not alone, if that makes sense. I feel that. But yeah. I know it's a lot of me answering questions. But you know, you had to be a straight, so (laughs) fuck. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's not my fault. Um, (laughs) Okay. Are there any moments from your childhood that, looking back, you're like, wow, that was hella gay? Well, there was many. <laughs> I'm just like, why did my parents, like, not think, like, wow, why does she make her Barbie scissor so much? <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, I remember, like, there was a time, and, like, I didn't even know what that meant, you know what I mean? Like, I was just doing that as, like, a young kid. Yeah. I was probably in elementary school, and, like, I didn't really understand, but I knew that my parents couldn't see it. And I remember one specific instance, I don't even know if they would remember this, but I had left them, like, they were out. And they're naked, too, like, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were out. And I had a Ken doll. Like, let's not be confused here. Like, I had options. It mm. wasn't like you chop off one of their hair or whatever. Like, no, this was definitely fun. And <laughs> I, like, did that, and I left it out on, like, my radiator. And I remember waking up the next morning, and they were apart. And oh I remember being, like, so ashamed and embarrassed because I was like, oh my god. And I'm thinking, like, maybe they just thought, like, I couldn't find my Ken doll. Or, like, I was just a kid fucking around. I don't know. But, like, I, I kind of, like, one thing I'd love to ask my family <laughs> is if they're, like, at this... Maybe I'll ask them in, like, 40 years. Like, did were there any moments where they were, like, hmm, were they ever questioning my sexuality? I wonder. It keeps me up at night. No, it doesn't. You but, know, like, I'm just curious. Like, I would wager a bet that their answer would be no because they would never want to admit that they would never let the thought of even considering you being anything but straight enter their minds yeah because like once i started telling them that it was like i knew that things were happening like 98 they were like peace (laughs) (laughs) they were like that's too real that's too young you knew things because I, I say, like, my sexual awakening was my date with the president's daughter. <laughs> that movie, that girl, in that pink crushed velvet dress. Oh. And I was like, why do I rewind the scene so much and watch her pull her hair out of a bun in slow motion? She did that. And mm. I would be like, wow, this is everything. <laughs> like, that's another example of me being really gay. So again, also, just, like, how often I made out with all of my friends because I was just like, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is great. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I don't know. There's many, many experiences. And, like, if you, like, there were definitely points where, like, there were certain, like, male celebrities I was really into. Like, I remember there was a time where I was, like, super into Jesse McCartney and I had, like, 3,000 photos of him on my wall. But, like, as I got older and started feeling more comfortable, like, thinking about women, you notice my walls were just shifting. Yeah. And I still had, like, the highlights. I still had, like, Adam Brody and, like, all of those, like dork teen guys at the time and then i was just like all these women all over my walls and i was like do they think i'm just like artsy like what's what's the deal (laughs) do i just like fashion and like do they ever think like wow why does she only hang out with lesbian (laughs) women that's not weird (laughs) like that's not a red flag or anything yeah (laughs) her and that one girl spent a lot of time together what's that (laughs) like i just i i guess i guess when i'm myself like of course i'm seeing all this so i'm like i know what's going on but 
You know, a lot of people were just very blind to it. I guess. Or just, they're not they're not capable of seeing it, so they're like, yeah. I'm not even going to consider that. Exactly. This is a great question that's not about sexuality. Um, advice for asking about someone's preferred pronouns at work. I don't want to misgender them, but I also don't want to out them. I think this is a really great question. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to pronouns... You know, I don't think that anybody should ever assume anybody's pronouns ever. Like, you know, why? You literally do- don't know anything about a person. Yeah, when and you like, first meet them. Yeah, you know, isn't doesn't it just sound easier to until somebody tells you a preference, you just walk around telling it, saying they's and you know general non gendered pronouns. Yeah, like, gender neutral pronouns. I think that I think you know. that sounds pretty simple. Like you just use non gendered pronouns for every single person on the planet until they decide to tell you that they have specified pronouns. Yeah. I think that's the way that I would do it. So like, you know, cause you don't, if you don't feel comfortable asking and you don't want to make any assumptions and obviously you don't want to out them, I would just use gender neutral language. And if they are someone that would appreciate that, I'm sure that they might tip you off about that because I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's the way that we should all be speaking. It's not fucking hard. Like when me and Chris do the podcast and we do bench time, like I don't, you know, we don't ask you guys to tell us what your gender is because that's that's, you know, why would we? I don't need to think know? we should. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't think we should be ever asking. I think it's just whenever a person is comfortable to share their thoughts. Like, yeah, then we're gonna do whatever you fucking want us to do because it's you, and we want to make you feel as comfortable and awesome as you are. Yeah. And so when we do like binge time and stuff, like we we make it a point. Like I've gotten to like a. It's like a habit now that I only use neutral pronouns because I would never want to misgender one of you guys by accident. Like, that would fuck me up. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll slip up if it's, like, a super feminine name, and then I'm like, damn it. Like I And we cut it, and we literally will go back and say they or them because I would never want to make someone be uncomfortable listening to the show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think that's how we should approach anyone in life. Like, people that say, like, oh, my God, like, it's... It's crazy that I have would have to sit here and, like, think about using a neutral pronoun. It's like, you do that all the time. You'll be like, yeah, they were just on the Fifth Avenue, or I just saw them leave the store. You use these yeah. words all the time. It's not hard. It's just you have to be thoughtful, and a lot of people don't like being thoughtful. People, you know, <laughs> if it has anything to do outside of them... Like, or this is a very thoughtful question, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, this is a great question. Yeah, if, if, for most people, if it's outside of them or the people that they love in their life, like, they don't want to think about it, and, like... It's fucked up. Nobody wants to consider the thoughts and feelings of other people. I yeah. Mean, that's usually how it goes, and so... Yeah, Kudos to you for, you know, being Picking up on this and being like, hey, like, this is something that I want to be thoughtful about. Because I think that's great. I think that's how we should approach all strangers. Um, Have you ever experienced biphobia from lesbians? And are you ever afraid to tell lesbians you're bi? Yeah. And yeah. Like, to be (laughs) honest. And, like, there's plenty of lesbians that I know that are amazing and super accepting of bisexuals and pansexuals. And those are just some great peeps. Yeah. But I have noticed a majority of... Like the hate directed towards, like I would just say, like the most biphobia I've experienced has been from that community, and that really fucking sucks because I hate that, and like I just I don't know. There's just like something about the community, and like for me as a woman, it's like they won't date me or won't even like touch me because I've been contaminated by men, and I just think that's like slut shaming on like a whole new level. Yeah. And, like, I know that happens a lot in the lesbian community because I've had lesbian friends and it's, like, some of them have, like, slept with guys and, like, the ones that have not slept with guys are, like, on a pedestal. And I think that's also fucked up because, I like... I think that's really 
just a toxic way oh, to yeah, look yeah, at yeah. people. Like that's just like something that like you know LGBT issues. There's issues like we should be discussing these like things that are happening like in the community. I mean, yeah, that's a way of like in a way it's a little bit of a privilege because like you, maybe you were privileged enough to grow up in a place where you never really had to hide how you really felt and you were able to date just women from starting yeah, off. And whereas, you didn't have to like. Yeah, like, be in a relationship with a man for your safety. Yeah, like, so many people... Because that happens. You know, if, like... I know there's definitely really judgmental places where, like, if women just aren't in a relationship with a man for after a while, like, people will just start to question, you know? Yeah, the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, honestly... Literally. So, for some people, it's literally their safety until they can go to somewhere where... Or be in a better place where it's a little bit safer. And so, I don't think it's fair to, like, say that somebody is not gay enough because they have had been with the other the opposite sex yeah i know and i mean it's just like it like i said it's slut shaming and like once again we shouldn't be judging people for their sexual history and your sexual history does not define you and everyone has, has very different lives guys very different realities and we just need to be a little bit more thoughtful but like that's definitely a vibe that's out there and i i definitely find myself using more terms like queer and gay when I'm talking to lesbian women than like saying the word bisexual sometimes and that fucks me up and I shouldn't have to feel that way but it's just I mean not all the time but like I yeah I've had like experience like I've had people tell me that like I wouldn't be you know I don't give off a gay enough vibe to be like looked at in the community as one of them you know what I mean and like it's like I don't think anybody's look is you know, it's your look. Indicative. It's you. Yeah. It's you're a person. This is you. And whatever your sexuality is, that comes with you and how you present yourself to the world. I, there's a lot of toxicity out there, guys. But there's also a lot of people that just get it. And those people, yeah. I really appreciate. You know? We need to just be looking at people as that each person is an individual person and try not, I feel like not trying so hard to box them into in, in this box and this box and this box and this box. Like you should just get to know the person. Yeah. And, and if you're, if it. you like them, then cool. And it yeah. works out and they're great. Then awesome. You know what I mean? Like that's just life. I don't know. That's the thing that I've learned in therapy is like every time I compare my my life experiences to somebody else it's just like she's constantly reminding me that it's not my reality and i'm living my own reality and we all are walking a different fucking life i don't know path life i'm just all over the cliches right now but like we all have such different experiences so you have to like just get to know each person on an individual level before you make these stupid ass judgments yeah just saying Mm because i would never be like I would just never do that to somebody else. Like, you know what I mean? And maybe that's just because I am bisexual and I can understand attraction to many people. But at the same time, like, I could never be, like, disgusted by someone for their sexual past. That's fucked up. And if you feel that way, I don't know, just, like, kind of maybe look inward and figure out why you have that feeling. Yeah. Oh, God. It's sexuality's lit. Yeah. (laughs) It's nuanced as fuck. Those are two terms that I would say actually fit nuanced as well it really is because it's just crazy it is like i i don't like you for being bisexual like like not that sounds bad but like no you know, i you get know what i, I mean? know what you're you know what say. i mean like i like you just because you are you you are this person and my bisexuality is a part of what makes me myself but it's not yeah, like but it's not like you know i'm going through like oh you got this you got this you got this you know like defining you by the boxes that you have checked off in my yes, life 
Exactly. Nah, I'm not into that. And, like, it's great because I'm really lucky with you because, like, even before I was out as bisexual and I was just saying I was, like, sexually fluid or whatever I was saying. Yeah. And I... You were always just so chill with it and, like, you knew, like, that I had been with women before I had met you and you were never... Like, you literally never, ever gave a fuck and you never questioned any of it. You were like, you just took it all and you were like, okay, that's whatever. I also kissed a girl in a shed. Like, yeah. haven't we all, Chris? <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> I mean, you know, growing up with two dads since kindergarten, you know, I just... You learn you, shit. You learn things. I know. To anybody out there that thinks that, you know, anybody in the LGBT community can't be good parents, you know, really. Fuck off. <laughs> they can. That's really fucked up. But yeah, I mean... I was just, I'm really lucky because, like, that's something that happens all the time. Like, you just get asked, like, oh, well, how does Chris feel? How does your boyfriend feel? How does your girlfriend feel? Or whatever. And I think that's really lame. I can tell it's you. It's like, who the fuck cares what they feel? If they feel something bad, they're gone, girl. Yeah. They're I can tell you that I'm completely fine, but I don't want to tell you that because I'll just tell matter. you I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like... I just think that's dumb. And that's, like, the classic thing that, like, everybody asks because they're that's like, probably wow, the your most... sexuality must be really disturbing to your partner. Your partner... That's, like, insulting to you, though, because it's, like, that's implying that, like, you would at all care... It's insulting on multiple levels. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> it's insulting. Put insulting. salt in the wound. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to do it. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. And then we got a question here that says... Um, do you feel that telling people, certain people about your sexuality, um, was kind of pointless, like none of their business because that's how I feel? Yeah. Like there was a time before I came out publicly that I was like, well, who cares? Like, yeah, this is my past. And like, yeah, I totally am probably bisexual, but like, do I really got to tell people I'm dating Chris? Like, I'm not going to be leaving him for a woman anytime soon. Do I really got to shake things up? But it just, I, you can't grasp how comfy i feel just having it all out there now and it's like you don't realize how much you're holding in until y'all let it out and i mean if you if you're not comfortable coming out or you really do like don't really think you have to tell other people then like that's totally fine i wanted people to know because i didn't i wasn't comfortable being thought of as something i was not Mm -hmm. and i think that's the part that really got to me it was like i don't want people thinking i'm straight because that's not an identifier that i have ever felt comfortable using yeah that makes sense i get that all right so i think that's about all for the questions on that topic for today but we can do several episodes about sexuality and everything else under the sun because I just think it's all really fascinating. We got to get like guests on for this type of thing too because yes, I think that please. would be great. Um, just more guests in general for all topics. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to the question. Let's just do like maybe like one or two questions that are like just like Beppo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just to top what you're it saying. off. <laughs> Picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. So for the Patreons, that's Patreon.com/slash/CoffeeWithRachel. If you want to fucking sign up and uh, if you want to fucking <laughs> if you want to fucking do that, uh, this is from Ally who said, "Any tips on packing makeup, nail polish, etc. without breaking it? I'm moving <laughs> in a few weeks and I'm terrified that my palettes are going to break on the moving truck." 
wow, what did we do? We You literally wrapped everything in paper towel. Oh, yeah. It was definitely wasteful, but it worked. No, we took those paper towels and then we just saved them. And yeah, I know. used them because we were like, poor, we didn't have anything. So it wasn't wasteful. It was just weird. It was a sad time. <laughs> it was interesting. I'm glad know? we didn't kill the planet, though. You know, just the tears. Um, yeah, so each palette, I took like several pieces of uh, paper towel and I wrapped it around and then like taped it and that made it like very comfortable and then each palette was wrapped so it was very cushioned inside a box and then I definitely like put clothing filled up on the bottom and on the top yeah yeah like anything that you're just already going to be packing um nail polish I think I left a lot of it I think I yeah you did get rid of most of your nail polish collection and I think I just did the same thing where I wrapped them in um you know fucking paper towel and shit but i'd probably put them like alone so that mm-hmm. if they did break it wouldn't fuck up anything else you know yeah um and perfume i put in my carry-on just yeah. so you. <laughs> um i would recommend that especially if you got expensive ones okay yes all those replica fans out there <laughs> and uh i think this is a great question to end <laughs> this on uh this may be tmi but how do you do you all get freaky in your place when there it's a studio and the chunks are always there Whenever my boyfriend and I have sexy times, his cat always finds a way to make it feel really, really awkward. Yo, that happens. <laughs> They'll, like, jump up on the lot. bed, and I literally am like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like, they're trying to, like, take a nap on the bed while we're doing stuff, and it's like, please leave. This is weird. Yeah, but I think, I don't know, usually usually we just get rid of them. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I mean, if they're not, like, trying to take a nap on the bed, then usually I don't, like see them basically yeah i know <laughs> but yeah there's some sometimes like afterwards when you're like when you're, <laughs> yeah. when, you're like, when you're done and you know you're in that mode you know what i'm talking about yeah i'll lock eyes with squeezy and the judgment is so <laughs> real i feel like he's I, just looking at you like wow you guys really fucking the walk of shame lot. to the bathroom yeah. squeezy is honestly a judgmental prick <laughs> i love him he's licking your backpack it's so squeezy, what are you doing? Do you hear his scratchy licks? <laughs> He's so weird. I really don't know what's going on in his head. Oh, fuck. Well, I guess we should end it there. Yeah. The next time, we're going to have a lit conversation about climate change. Because yeah. Because we watched the Nat Geo documentary with Johnny Depp, which I mean you should watch. Johnny right Depp? Wow, I said Johnny Depp because we talked about Johnny Depp and I read Johnny Depp. Holy Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my god, that wow. would have been a different movie that I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have watched. Yeah. <laughs> so, with Leo, who's much better option. And so, you should definitely watch that, but we're going to talk about that more. It's also, like, low-key, like, extra commentary from the set of The Revenant. You know Honestly, what I mean? at times it was a little self-indulgent on The Revenant A lot of Leo, stuff. not as much melting ice. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But there was a it lot It was, like, happening. really good. I think it was better than An Inconvenient Truth. I don't know if I've actually even seen that. I liked that because it was, like, basically, like, a TED Talk style where he's on a stage and he's I giving like a presentation. That. And it was really effective, some of the things that he did, but then... Like, people just didn't take it seriously. And so, yeah, I know. They all were like, huh, it's a fucking hoax. Oh, fucking Al Gore, you crazy man. Yeah, like, my mom was, like, anti-Gore, and I yeah, was like, listen. a lot of people were, and it's just like, he's really passionate about the climate. Yeah. Well, let's go to binge time. So, with the rest of you guys, thanks for having a cup of coffee and a long, a lengthy discussion. Yes. Hope to have more of these with you guys. Thanks for being a great group of intelligent young minds. Yes, all of that. Or not young minds, you're all minds, and you're mine. Oh. <laughs>
I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at this point. It's like, you know you're having, like, a tense conversation because you're, like, trying really hard to, like, make sure you're hitting all the points and not saying anything wrong. Yeah. And now it's like, let's relax into this binge <laughs> The binge time where we can fuck up anything. Mm-hmm. So for the binge time, since Halloween just ended and it's, uh, just Christmas first has just passed, this is how the binges are transitioning from Halloween to the holiday times what they're doing to transition I'm ready transition <laughs> lenses um we got nicole dowling who is downing copious amounts of starbucks thanksgiving blend gotta get some of that kate convery is converting their halloween decorations to turkeys kayla harding is hard at work embroidering some elaborate fall decor sarah booth is changing their email signature from boo to give thanks. Oh my god, <laughs> give thanks. <laughs> Allison Sense doesn't think it makes sense to decorate so early. Yo, some one of our neighbors already has Christmas lights up, and honestly, I want to be on that fucking level. I want to be there November 1st, man. I want to be there. Maybe we should. <laughs> like, maybe we should just do it. Emma Corbeil is untangling the cords of their string lights. A task. Heather Ann is anticipating big shopping lines this year and is getting their gifts now. Sloan Fuller's cornucopia couldn't be fuller. Honestly. Megan Rackley is racking up points at Starbucks, getting tons of peppermint mochas. Bailey Lynn is rolling bales of hay into their yard. Me. Sloan Nolan is slow to decorate and probably won't get a tree until December. Come on, Sloan. What are you doing? Alicia Schreiner is setting up their Christmas shrine, a.k.a. a tree. <laughs> nice. Good stretch there. <laughs> Jackie Goldfarb is putting out all of their red and gold makeup. Sammy Jessam is only taking down some of the ghosts in their apartment. Some. We, we want a haunted basement. <laughs> Angelica Feliz has already put the angel topper on their tree last week. Jackie Burkhart is putting on their jacket so they can hang lights on their house. Madison Greer is only wearing red and green until the new year. I don't know why I'm doing like this radio voice right now. <laughs> Sasha Smith is smiling for a Christmas card they're making. Hannah Labelson is labeling all their ornaments. Daisy Blossom Dottie is dotting their yard with fake turkeys. <laughs> Good. Corey Springfield is ready for spring and doesn't decorate for any fall holidays. All right, Corey. Honestly, leave. <laughs> <laughs> Margarita is marking their yard for where the blow-up reindeer will go. My favorite thing is we give them fake thoughts and then we have opinions about them. Yeah. Like, we're <laughs> such assholes. Okay. Um, Nicole Allen is braving the cold to pick out a tree. Ilka is making an almond milk eggnog. Yo, we gotta fucking do that. Really, though? Um, Rebecca O'Donnell hates the odor of balsam and will not be buying any Thanksgiving decor. Allison Francois wishes the sun would be out longer so they could continue to decorate. Me. Anna Hernandez is destroying everyone's expectations by decorating for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Couldn't even choke it out. <laughs> Ian Murphy is feeling sad that their spooky ghosts are no longer needed. Well, fuck you, Ian. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Vlyn and Drew are drooing hand turkeys. <laughs> that was interesting. I just really wanted to emphasize the Drew. Mackenzie Knight is ready for nighttime so they can show off their light display. Annie Wynn is ready to win their office's cornucopia contest. Mariah Hannah already has Mariah Carey's Christmas album on. Oh my god, I saw like a tweet and it's showing that like the Google search yeah, for that is rising. Yeah. Amazing. Megan Grilly is grilling corn. Because that's the most I feel like harvest thing you can do. But it's also, there's also summer sweet corn. So like corn year round. That's why we're all you running know, on fructose, right? Yeah, that's why it's my fave. <laughs> 
Chloe Kilb already has to kill spiders that came out of their tree. Cavaleos is the black cat everyone forgets about after Halloween. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't it true, though? It's so sad. Emily Lewis is... I would never forget a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Lewis is filling their empty Halloween decor box. Beth Von Secca is using a holiday-themed font on all of their school papers. Jax is taking an axe into the woods to chop down their own tree. Oh my god. Ash Roselle has rosy cheeks because they spent all day in the cold hanging lights. Megan Wilson is not willing to take down their Halloween decor. Sarah Seaman is out at sea preparing to hunt the Christmas ahi. Ah yes, the old Christmas ahi. Becca Jansen hates this time of year and is pretending it's January. Who likes January? Becca does. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Cassandra Lee is leaving all of their Halloween decor up until December. Emma Nigren is the Grinch and is making their plans to steal Christmas. Amanda Marie is amazed that so many people already have their Christmas decorations out. Jackie Bergiulio is keeping their house barren of decorations. Danielle Manis may not take down the Halloween decor because they just don't feel up to it. Michelle North is placing a North Pole sign in their yard. Bridget Dubin has been waiting for November 1st to finally reveal their house's light show. Caitlin Whalen is wailing because they're the person that hates early holiday celebrations. Cassandra Buckout is outside tearing down their elaborate Halloween decor. Cody Robinson is robbing a giant blow-up turkey from their neighbor's yard. <laughs> Jenna Gordonier is filling their homes with even more gourds. All the gourds. Jennifer Cornwell is placing those multicolored corn cobs around their house. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. My Elizabeth is bathing their house in the scent of clove and cinnamon. Courtney, so specific. <laughs> Courtney Hall is not willing to admit that Halloween is over. I thought it was going to be like a deck the hall, but you know, you really took me for a loop there. <laughs> Jada Goshi is a going to a store to get discounted Halloween candy. Aren't we all? Kelly Adams is adding turkey window clings to their collection of pumpkin ones. Ishbel Mendez is already playing Jingle Bells 24-7. Courtney White is ready for the white snow to begin. Megan McNally is putting the egg in the eggnog this holiday season. <laughs> Camelia Malky had to go to the mall because they had no Thanksgiving decor. Dana Daly is only doing decorations in Animal Crossing with the daily items from Nookling Junction. Chloe Archer is burning the chestnut and clove candle from Bath and Body Works. We're loving that clove today. Skylar Medley is placing a medley of potpourri into their cornucopia. <laughs> say that five times fast. <laughs> I really hated having to say that. Angela Sue is preparing tons of hearty soups. Just because. Just because. This is the season of soups. It is. It really is. Jason. <laughs> Hillary Gay is pulling out their sleds, ready to slide down the snowy hills. Jennifer Habgood doesn't think Thanksgiving decorations are very good. Honestly, they're not. Haley Cadwalder is taping fall leaves to their walls. Marlene Naj is marking their Thanksgiving food prep calendar. Christina Contreras is honestly skipping Thanksgiving and going straight to Christmas. Madison Wolf is not worried about any decor and is wolfing down their Halloween candy instead. Elizabeth Hall Brook is going to go Hall Broke after spending so much money on Black Friday. <laughs> Aaron Bray is braving the cold to tear down the haunted house they set up. Bridget Carey Davis is carrying bags full of Thanksgiving ingredients to their house a little early. <laughs> yeah. 
Talia Miller has a million Halloween decor items and really doesn't want to take them down. Catherine Simpson likes simple decor and only has one turkey flag on their house. <laughs> turkey flag! Taco Roach is planning their Thanksgiving tacos. Allie McGregor made the most gorgeous Thanksgiving display in their bay window. Megan Prius is putting stuffed snowmen in the window of their Prius. Kendall Berg is using their Iceberg Halloween costume as snowy decor. So versatile, Kendall. Claire Wood would love for this month to fly by so we can get to Thanksgiving. Anthony Hood is wearing a hoodie that looks like a Santa hat. And Rachel Evans is eventually going to take down their 4th of July decorations. Whoa, Rachel, listen. Come on, Rachel, what are you doing? (laughs) All right, so the rest of the beach boppos, they (laughs) are the individual kernels of corn that are multicolored. Oh, yes. You know, because they're just rustic and (laughs) dried out slightly, and you never can really eat. It's just more of decoration. It it is just for decoration. It's kind of sad. You are all decorative corn in my eyes. (laughs) Um, You got Sylvia Ehrlichman-Gross. Allie Malone. Stephanie Oliver. And Rose Barnett. So thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, and you know, hopefully you guys will sign up for the gift exchange. Yeah, don't forget to sign up. Links to everything on coffeewithrachel.net. Yes. And we will see you on what the fuck day? Sunday. 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 Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. No post on Sunday, as they say in the old <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna go now. Bye. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.